0: chapter three of maddie's magic markers fly like a witch is called not exactly april in paris i'm wondering to myself what could that mean here we go in my dream i am flying flying not like a bird where i have to flap my wings like crazy just to stay afloat but in this dream i am soaring My arms are straight behind me. My black dress flutters in the wind and I fly over the mountains, down the valleys, over farms, rooftops, churches, fields. I never land. I just keep going and going until I reach the ocean. And then I fly up and down the beach and then out, out to the dark blue sea. I woke up with a start when the door opened and I fell into the person who opened it. As I fell inward, the excruciating pain in my knee made me groan. Why, my child, what is the matter? Elizabeth, come quickly! The man in the dark suit picked me up and cradled me in his arms. Please, please help me! I was attacked by wolves, and there's something terribly wrong with my knee! why what who are you and how in heaven's name did you get here i was just about to pass out again but he shook me really hard i don't know i mean my name is maddie but i don't know how i got here it seemed like i was flying he raised his an eyebrow and noticed and i noticed he was staring intently at my clothes Samuel, close that door and bring the child in here before she freezes to death." As he lifted me up, I blacked out again from the pain. When I came to, I was in a bed and it was dark. I was out of my hiking clothes and dressed in something that had to be a nightgown. I was warm and my knee was bandaged tightly. It still hurt, but not like before. I felt around for all my body parts and everything was still there. I had a few cuts and bruises, but I had somehow survived both my fall and the wolves. I was alive, but I had no idea how I got there. Here. In fact, I have no idea what here is. I overheard whisperings in the next room. Elizabeth, it is simply impossible. There is no way we can afford to take on another person in this household. We have already my niece, Abigail, to take care of. You realize, of course, that it has now been two years since I last was paid for my services. But Samuel, what can we do with her? She came to us in need. She didn't come to us in need. I just opened the door and she fell in. That doesn't make her our responsibility. But Samuel... I will hear nothing more of this matter. will We'll just have to find out where she came from and send her back, louder now. But what about the Indians, the wolves? The poor child doesn't even know how she got here. Enough, practically yelling like my dad. I somehow managed to pull my swollen leg out of bed and stood up and reached for the wall. I hopped along the wall across a cold bare floor and pushed the heavy wooden door open. The man and the wooden woman who had been arguing looked embarrassed. They looked at each other and then looked back at me. Well, good morning, Miss Maddie. How are you feeling? I'm the Reverend Samuel Paris, and this is my wife, Goody Elizabeth. You may not remember this, but we found you out at our doorstep last night when I went to get some wood. The Reverend? Goody? Ugh, boy. I I do, I do remember, at least a little. Thanks for taking care of me and wrapping up my knee. I think it's feeling a little better today. Perhaps we can have Dr. Griggs come and take a look at you later on. But now, I need to ask you a few questions. Ugh. I did not have a good feeling about the rev. He looked kind of spooky, and I'm pretty sure about ten minutes ago he was yelling at his wife about how to get rid of me. Now he was all happy and smiling, but also a little fidgety and twitchy. He had this weird way of rubbing his hands together when he was talking. His wife seems nice enough, but I decided to play it safe before I told him too much. So, Maddie... He paused and sucked in a deep, long breath through his crooked teeth. Where are you visiting from? Uh, okay, let's try this. Boston. My, my, you are certainly a long way from home. How did you make it all the way up here to visit us in Salem Village? Salem Village? Salem? Salem! My mind started calculating. This room was cold and lit by a fireplace. I saw some half-burnt, glowing candles nearby. No electricity. Nobody wore clothes like people were wearing unless they were headed to a funeral. Plain, simple furniture. Definitely the wrong century. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. I hesitated. Um, I'm not sure. Well... You told us when you arrived that perhaps you flew here? Is that true? His head jerked. Of course I flew here, but it was on an airplane, dimwit. (sighs) Probably not a good idea to let Reverend Twitchy know I was from the future and that their people flew thousands of miles in shiny silver tubes with wings that didn't move. Reverend Paris, I really can't remember much except the wolves attacking me. He stroked his chin and stared at me with his pale blue eyes. More hand rubbing. What about those unusual clothes you were wearing? I suppose you don't know anything about those either. A sinister grin. I shrugged my shoulder and gave him my best. Whom? Who, me? Look? I decided to change the, ch- the subject. Mr., I mean, Reverend Paris, can I ask you a question? He nodded slowly. What day is this? It's Saturday. No, I mean, what date? December 2nd. The year? The year? It's the year of our Lord, 1691. Such an odd question. 1691? 1691? 1691? Salem, Massachusetts? Oh my goodness. No pizza, no television, no brownies, no cheeseburgers, no shopping malls, no United States of America, no electricity, no nothing terrific. I slowly brought my attention back to Samuel Parris, who continued to eye me suspiciously. I decided to stick with the amnesia route. I just can't remember anything except climbing in the mountains and being chased by wolves. Well, where exactly is your family in Boston? I shrugged my shoulders again. Well, we can't very well send you back to Boston until you remember where you came from until your knee gets better. Perhaps a little honest work will heal both your knee and your memory. You can stay here for the time being, but tomorrow I'm going to see if anyone in the church needs a hard-working girl. Okay, that didn't sound like much fun, but it was way too early to spill the beans about my time traveling. I needed a lot more information before I could come up with my plan. He spun on his heels and walked away, indicating that this conversation was officially over. Uh, Reverend Paris, he sighed in the exasperated, in an exasperated manner. Yes? I think it would be helpful if I could talk to someone famous. Famous? You know, well-known, somebody everybody looks up to, that everybody knows? He threw his head back and cackled, and little drops of spit flew everywhere. Ugh, take it easy, big boy. I suppose I'm the only one around here who would meet that description. Of course, since you are from Boston, you surely know Cotton Mather. Not really. Cotton Mather is the minister of Boston's North Church and one of the leaders of our Puritan Church. Perhaps you are familiar with his recent book, memorable providences relating to witchcraft the unfortunate story of the goodwin children he leaned in so close that i could smell his rancid breath can't say i've ever read that one sir i pulled back this guy was creeping me out at the very at that very second the front door flew open to reveal a large dark skinned indian woman with her arms full every single candle in the in the room blew out